Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Kara Goodwin, and welcome to the Parenting Translator newsletter and podcast. Um, So today, in honor of the upcoming holiday of Halloween, I'm going to be talking about a very hot topic. So I'm going to be talking about how sugar impacts kids' behavior. Does it really make kids more hyperactive? Does it really cause more challenging behavior? So we're going to dig into that research today, and I think you will be very surprised by what the research finds. Um, So nearly every parent, myself included, has had an experience where their child eats more sugar than usual and seems to be bouncing off the walls or has a tantrum or a meltdown that seems uncharacteristically intense. And we might laugh it off as a um, quote-unquote sugar high, or we might even swear that they will never allow be allowed to eat some sugary food that they had or a particular quantity of sugary food ever again. Um, and this experience happens commonly at holidays like Halloween and Easter when candy and sugary treats seem to be provided without restriction. So does the research actually back up this common experience? Does sugar really negatively impact children's behavior? So this is very surprising, even to me. Um, Research consistently finds that eating sugar does not have an impact on the behavior of children. So there was a meta-analysis, and a meta-analysis is a study that combines data across multiple studies. So these studies allow us to look at patterns that can be seen across studies. And this meta-analysis found that sugar did not seem to significantly impact the behavior, um, cognitive functioning, which is children's thinking skills, or academic performance of children. The meta-analysis included 23 studies involving over 500 children. Um, Some of them were conducted in a laboratory and some in more real-life situations like the child's school. And all studies included in the meta-analysis were experiments that compared the children's behavior and cognitive and academic performance after eating sugar versus eating a um, placebo, which in this case um, had to be aspartame or saccharin um, because it had to have a sugary taste to make the children think that they were eating sugar. Um, So this meta-analysis suggests that sugar does not seem to impact children on average But there have to be some children who are more sensitive to sugar and react negatively to it, right? Um, So to address this question, another study compared school-age children who, according to their parents, were more sensitive to sugar versus um, preschool children who were not reported to be sensitive to sugar. And the researchers asked the parents to try the following diets for three weeks. So first, a diet high in sugar with no artificial sweeteners. Um, Second, a diet low in sugar, but high in aspartame, um, which is an artificial sweetener, which has also been uh, suggested to be a cause of hyperactivity. And a diet low in sugar, but high in saccharin, which is another artificial sweetener, which has not been linked to hyperactivity. Um, Because some people criticized the previous studies saying, you know, comparing sugar to aspartame is not a great comparison because aspartame has also been linked to hyperactivity. So parents were told in all of these diets to avoid any artificial coloring, additives, preservatives, and the researchers found no differences in behavior, attention, hyperactivity, mood, executive functioning, or academic performance in either the typical preschool children or the sugar-sensitive children on any of the three diets. 
In fact, the researchers tested 39 different variables and found no difference among the diets on any of these variables. Some studies have even found behavioral and academic benefits immediately after eating sugar. So one study found that children who drank a high sugar beverage showed improved memory and classroom performance when compared to children who drank a sugar-free beverage. Um, Another study examined the impacts of sugar on the behavior of juvenile delinquents and found that when they ate a high-sugar breakfast, um, they showed improved behavior on some measures when compared to children who ate a sugar-free breakfast. And finally, research found that children who ate a high-sugar snack showed improved memory compared to children who ate an artificially sweetened um, placebo snack. So researchers try to explain these findings. Researchers speculate that the brains of children may require more glucose um, to operate efficiently. And translation here, glucose is what your body breaks down all sugary foods into, and glucose is the primary source of energy for the brain. So this could explain why behavior and academic performance may be improved after eating sugar. So there are a lot of critics of the studies, studies above, and they have argued that these experiments do not represent how sugar is consumed in real life, and that even following children for three weeks is too short of a time period to see significant results. Um, another limitation of these studies is that they compare the impact of, of sugar to a placebo, which is most often an artificial sweetener such as aspartame or saccharin. Um, And the researchers use artificial sweeteners because it's essential that the placebo tastes sweet so that the research participants' own expectations don't impact the results. So if you, we have so many expectations around sugar that if we were to give children sugar and then something that was not sweet, they would know that they're not in the sugar group and their behavior would be impacted by their expectation. So we don't really know um, from research very clearly the impact of artificial sweeteners on children's behavior. So that's a big issue with this research, that they are mostly comparing sugar to artificial sweeteners, and we don't know what is the impact of artificial sweeteners on behavior. So another study that helps to address some of these concerns looked at sugar consumption of children in quote-unquote real life. And the researchers found that 81% of the children in this study exceeded the recommended sugar intake with, um, this is a very shocking statistic. They found that the average child in this study consumed the amount of sugar in 22 Oreos per day. So these kids were eating a lot of sugar, but still, even in these kids that were eating high levels of sugar, they did not find that the level of sugar consumption was linked with any behavioral or sleep measures in real life. However, it's important to note that the study is correlational, meaning that um, we cannot use it as evidence that sugar does not cause behavioral sleep problems, only that it is not linked to behavioral or sleep problems. So if you're, you are a parent like me who is feels like you have seen this sugar high in real life in your kids, you're wondering, how can this be true? This research is limited. I've talked through some of the limitations, but it does consistently show that sugar is not linked to behavior problems in children. And you might be thinking of a specific instance um, when you feel like your child has definitely been negatively impacted by sugar and wondering how nearly every parent has experienced this. How could that be true if it has no impact, if sugar has no impact on behavior? 
So one reason could be um, parent expectation. So um, there's a really interesting study that find, found that when children were given a placebo and their parents were told it was a high dose of sugar, the parents reported that their children were significantly more hyperactive. Um, so social reinforcement may encourage these expectations. So when um, a parent says, oh yeah, my child seems like they're on a sugar high and other parents around them are like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, then this makes this expectation even stronger. Um, so this is just a very strong expectation that we have in our society that sugar leads to hyperactivity. And another reason is as parents, we're often looking for an external explanation for our children's behavior. So rather than just accepting that children's behavior is unpredictable, which is very hard to accept, we look for a reason to understand it so that we can make sure it doesn't happen again. So this tendency is called intolerance of uncertainty. And it means that we look for expectations because we can't handle the uncertainty that it could happen literally at any time. So supporting this idea, research finds that mothers with more cognitive rigidity, meaning those who are more intolerant of uncertainty, are more likely to expect behavior changes with sugar. The experience of seeing your child having a sugar high may also be explained by a confirmation bias. And a confirmation bias means that we tend to remember experiences that match our expectations and we don't pay attention to experiences that don't. So all the times that your child ate a lot of sugar and they were totally normal, you don't remember, but you do remember that one time that they ate a lot of sugar and lost their mind. Finally, um, the situations in which children typically consume sugar um, such as birthdays and holidays, may make a child seem more hyperactive due to the excitement or the sensory overstimulation of the birthday or holiday. So in other words, it may be the situation and not the sugar itself that causes the behavior. So I think it's also important to mention, though, that um, a diet that is high in sugar is known to have negative impacts on children's health. So even if this research is true, that it doesn't impact behavior, we need to keep in mind that a lot of sugar will impact your child's health. So research finds that diets high in sugar are linked with a high, higher risk for obesity, cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, and cavities, of course. So the World Health Organization recommends that added sugar make up less than 10% of a individual's total calories and that less than 5% would further reduce the risk of cavities. So making sure your child is eating sugar in moderation is very important for their health. So all of this research leaves us with the question of how do I handle sugar with my kids? So sugar is a complicated topic and you have to make the best decision for you and your family. Your child may have health issues that make it important to avoid sugar, or you may believe that the health risks are so serious that it makes sense to avoid sugar entirely. You may also strongly believe that your child responds negatively to sugar and the research described above doesn't necessarily prove you wrong. Research only typically shows what is true for most children and not all children. So your child could still be sensitive to sugar. That might be accurate. So don't feel like this research negates how you feel about how sugar impacts your child's behavior. However, if you do want to provide sugar for your child in moderation and not have them lose their mind every time that they eat a lot of sugar, then the following tips may be helpful. So it can help to use what researchers call um, covert control of sugar rather than restriction to help your children learn to eat sugar in moderation. So um, research suggests that um, 
when parents restrict sugary foods, their children might eat less in the short term, but become more preoccupied with sweet food over the long term. So another study found that when parents restricted certain foods, their children showed um, excessive eating of those restrictive foods when they were given access to them. So how do we avoid restricting intake of sugar without giving our child access to their entire trigger treat bag in one sitting? So instead of restriction, researchers recommend something called covert control, which means um, more subtle strategies like not buying a lot of sweets to have around the house, avoiding eating sweets yourself in front of your child, um, or avoiding um, places that sell sweets such as candy shops. So research shows that these more subtle approaches are effective at increasing healthy eating patterns. So by teaching your children more subtly moderation, they could eventually learn to have control on their own with their own trick-or-treat bag. Consider offering high-sugar foods with meals rather than special treats to minimize their novelty and their allure. So by making foods like candy, desserts, and other treats more available as part of the meal, your child learns that they can be included in a healthy diet and should not be on a pedestal. So research finds that children actually eat less dessert when it is served with a meal um, than when it is served after a meal. It can also help to change your own perspective. So your own expectations may have an impact on your child and how they see sugar. So be careful about your reaction to your child eating sugar and your own expectations. Rather than seeing all sugar as evil, view it as an important energy source that is essential for your child in moderation. So research finds that when mothers believe that their children are sugar sensitive um, and they're told their child is given sugar, the mothers showed more controlling behavior and criticism. Um, Because controlling behavior and criticism are associated with more challenging behavior in children, it is very possible that your expectations might cause the behavior rather than the sugar itself. Finally, try to find the cause of your child's behavior. So rather simply blaming your child's challenging behavior on sugar, it may be helpful to try to find the cause. So whether it's sensory overstimulation, trying to escape demands, or a lack of skills, um, parents should try to find the cause and also examine how their own responses might impact their behavior. Are you providing too much attention to the negative behavior rather than focusing on the positive behavior? Are you being too controlling of your child's behavior? And remember, if you continue to struggle with your child's behavior, consult with a behavioral specialist or a mental health professional who can help you to manage these behavioral challenges. So what's the overall translation here? So although diets high in sugar are linked to many health complications in children, there's currently no consistent evidence that diets high in sugar are actually linked to behavior or academic problems. So instead of completely restricting sugar, parents might want to try using covert control, offering high sugar foods with meals, changing their own expectations and responses to their child's behavior, and working to find the real cause of their child's challenging behavior. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in to this special episode of the Parenting Translator newsletter and podcast. Please listen next week for more research-backed tips for parents. Parenting Translator is a nonprofit organization, so all of these podcasts and the information they provide are given to you for free. If you would like to support our work, please subscribe to this podcast and rate and review it. Thank you so much.